Hey everybody! All right, welcome to Settle the Score. Settle the score. We are with guest today. We've got Clint Carroll in the house. In the house, all the way from Texas, coming at you. Hey guys. Hey, you wanna you wanna give a quick little plug for your pod? Sure, sure. Our show is called What You Gonna Do, and I should probably spell that. Uh, we learned that you need an easily spellable first word of your podcast, <laughs> and we screwed it up. W H A T C H A, gonna do. And uh, our show is. Doing a deep, deep dive into the films of Hulk Hogan, one of America's greatest actors, <laughs> and uh, like right now we're 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 working on No Holds Barred, and uh, we've done 17 episodes on that film so far, and I think we've got at least two or three more, but um, yeah, you can find us on all the podcast apps or on Twitter at WGDPod, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Beautiful, beautiful, great to great to have another an actual guest in the house. No offense to our old guest Max, just a friend. Yeah, we've got we've got a legit guest. Yeah, some, some new perspectives coming from Texas, <laughs> a little older. Some of that some of that senior wisdom. Yeah, coming down on us. <laughs> that's all the score. So that's, that's the way to make make a guest feel good. <laughs> <laughs> So we're gonna uh, the first topic. Uh, you know, I was at the movies a couple a uh, couple weeks ago. Mm. I saw Dunkirk. Dunkirk, yeah, it was good. It's good. I thought it was okay. But whatever. You saw it? Yeah, I saw. It. I saw it at a drive-in actually. You saw it at a drive-in? Yeah. They still have drive-ins. Yeah, it was, I had to drive like an hour and a half, the, but there was like a drive-in theater. Oh my god, a drive-in <laughs> theater. <laughs> but uh, you know, I was. It's a lot of money. It's ten, you know, around here, it's around, uh, you know, ten, fifteen dollars a ticket. Plus, you got to get your snacks, you got to get your popcorn, got to get your soda. That adds up. That's ten more dollars. Maybe you'll get a little candy. Adds up. That's twenty-five bucks a person at the movie theater. Is that worth it? Is that worth it? <laughs> All right, Clint. What What are your thoughts here? Well, I kind of have mixed feelings. Uh... I actually, I love movies. I'm a big movie guy, but okay. I kind of hate going to the theater because, uh, as you say, it's so expensive. Uh, it involves me leaving the house. I don't really <laughs> like that. And uh, no matter what, I end up sitting next to some jackass who will not be quiet. Yes. <laughs> Either directly in front of me or directly behind me, there's someone talking every time. And I've gotten so sensitive to it that uh, I'm, I'm kind of like a crazy person in the theater. Like, as soon as someone sits down near me, I, like, get up and move. <laughs> so, I feel I feel really suspicious, um, and then I don't like buying the snacks at the movie theater because they're Ooh. just so crazy high. Yeah. So I try to go without them, and then I'm sitting there smelling people's popcorn, and it smells oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm, I'm thirsty, so I try to sneak in a bottle of water usually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, my wife and I, when we go, we'll try to sneak snacks in. One time when we were dating in college, uh, there was an ice cream place right next to the theater, and uh, we went and bought ice cream sundaes. And ask for lids, and uh, that's the that's the good thing about going to the movies with a woman is she could put it in her purse. True, yeah, true, true. So, true. so we snuck ice cream sundaes in, but typically <laughs> the only time I really insist on going to the theater is like if a director that I love has a movie come out. Like if Martin Scorsese has a movie come out, I'll go see it. If Paul Thomas Anderson has a movie in theaters, I'll go see it. But otherwise, I greatly prefer to wait for Blu-ray. Because, you know, if you think about it, you're paying, you know, what with snacks and everything, 15, 20 bucks to go to the movies. Wait a couple months, spend $20, buy it on Blu-ray, watch it at home, pause it when you need to go to the bathroom. True. 
So yeah, that that's what I say. Hmm. I'll I'll stand up for the movie theaters here. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll hold down the fort for for the old school movie theater experience. I I think there are just so many movies out there that it's built for the theater experience. Like earlier this summer, go see I went and saw Baby Driver. Great yeah. film with that with just like how it plays and with the audio. You got to be in the theater for that movie. And I think there's so many movies, you'll just appreciate it so much more at the theater. Yeah. I and I'm dodging those prices, right? Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm not buying snacks. I'm holding out. If I go to the theater, I need popcorn though. Oh, see I could deal. I, mean, I see the popcorn, you know, they have these AMC theaters. You could put popcorn uh, butter on your mm. own popcorn. Oh, the, the butter. So once I'm once I'm in the theater, perfect, but... I have to drench my popcorn and butter and walk in there. No. But if I'm not at the movie theater, I could avoid that whole process and avoid the uh, aftermath in the bathroom. <laughs> no, I'm I'm, I'm taking the girlfriend, so I'm sneaking the water. I'm going to Walgreens, picking up those okay. snacks. Even in in Nashville, I'm a member at my theater. You're a member. I'm a member. I I asked my sister like, "Hey, get oh. me a membership for my birthday or whatever." So seven bucks a ticket, and I don't bring snacks, and I get that full, rich theater experience. How much is the membership? It's like 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? It's worth it when you get it as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will, uh, I will concede that you're right. Uh, there are a lot of movies that need to be seen in a theater. Like Baby Driver is a great example. That's uh, actually the most recent movie I've seen in a theater. But um, even that movie, people were talking and infuriated me and I did get up and move <laughs> so um, yeah I don't know it's it's very much a mixed bag for me because I do love going to the movies it's just I love going to the movies if there's no one else there true I have I have been to the movies when no one else just was yourself? there well not myself but me and my dad went to a movie okay. this is years ago only ones in the theater this was like 10 o'clock on like maybe a weekday or something in the summer oh okay beautiful but uh it's like yeah. a six week old movie yeah, yeah, it was great. There's no one there. Like, like I felt like I could just pause it and leave, but mm-hmm. when I was in the movie theater, you can't do that. But it was great. No one talking, because <laughs> that's the worst. You were watching Baby Driver, and someone's like, is that the guy from Mad Men? You know? <laughs> I, that's one thing that I can't really deal. If anyone asks me questions during a movie, it's like a... Mm. Or a TV show. It's like, I can't deal just with that. Brutal. Just I can't deal with that. <laughs> Have you ever, like, uh, bitched at someone during a movie? Like, if someone else that's talking, have you ever shushed them, or... Uh, I've never... I don't... I, I don't... I wouldn't, I've never shushed a stranger. I don't have the balls okay. for that. But I've watched, <laughs> uh, you know, TV shows with friends and acquaintances where I have shushed people more than once in an evening. I'm sure if you're yeah. if you're willing to jump around the theater, you've probably dished out a few shushes yourself. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I, um, I have no shame about it. Shush. And it's just like... I always expect it to turn into this like curb your enthusiasm yeah. situation where I'm gonna run into them at the grocery store the next day or something. But um, yeah, it's it just infuriates me. It makes me so mad, and that that's the reason I don't want to go is because I like am kind of embarrassed at how angry I get, and I don't know. It's 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 unhealthy. I should probably see someone. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's transition transition away here to our next topic for the day. We'll do a smooth transition. Smooth transition. So you're big Hulk Hogan pod. Let's talk wrestling. Is this professional? Okay. Is this a sport? Is it what is it? Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting question because I would say it's like sports adjacent. Okay. It's not it doesn't meet my definition of a sport because, you know, a sport by nature is competitive and has like a, a non predetermined outcome. 
But I don't think you could say that those guys aren't athletes because they're incredibly impressive athletes. I mean, it's hard, it's easy to forget like how big they are. I mean, they're monstrous mm-hmm. people, and uh, they're doing this these insane things. That's kind of I don't like wrestling. I'm not a wrestling fan. Okay. Uh, like whenever I tell people I have a Hulk Hogan podcast, they're always like, "Why do you like Hulk Hogan so much?" And I always say it's like, uh, if you if you met someone and they told you they were an oncologist and they were like, "Why do you love cancer so much?" <laughs> And it's like, no, 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 I just study it. (laughs) That's kind of how I feel about uh, Hulk Hogan and and wrestling. But wrestling is fascinating because these guys are, like, sacrificing their bodies and their minds for the dumbest possible thing, which is just an adult soap opera. So... I don't. It's kind of a delicate line to walk to me. I don't consider it a sport, but I would never say those guys aren't athletes. I think they're incredibly impressive athletes. Okay. So I have a friend in college who watches WWE. I've never seen any WWE, any wrestling, pro wrestling before. So I watch it, and, you know, the one thing I know about WWE is, like, it's not real. And, like, people love it. Mm-hmm. Some people love it, and other people... Mm-hmm. I have no idea about it. I have no idea about it, so I'm watching it. And, like, I'm watching it. This is hysterical. I thought it was, like, one of the funniest things ever. Like, the plot lines. <laughs> the most ridiculous plot lines ever. They're just fabulous. But, you know, it is like this, you know, it's like one big play, you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess the competitive aspect, which you said, you know, it can't really make it a sport. You know, it's like, well... It, Hmm. Well, how do people become pro wrestlers? Do you have to actually do well in like I, real wrestling, like a sport? Well, from what I heard, they have um, different um, leagues, right? So um, there's like it's not like a minor league because I don't think it's affiliated. But I think if you're in a different pro wrestling, they call it company, I think. Mm-hmm. Then you get um, you can get a contract with WWE. I'm not sure, Clint. Do you know? I know a little. Uh, there are a lot of independent okay, wrestling yeah. associations, so it's, it is sort of like an unofficial minor league system yeah. where those guys, you know, they go and they wrestle at a lower level, and if they stand out, the WWE scouts people just like, you know, uh, sports teams. But um, I think the, the entrance process to the WWE is more like an acting audition. It's like okay, you can yeah, submit yeah. yourself, uh, and yeah, then yeah. they have a school they put people through to learn how to properly do these moves without getting hurt, and, you know, they have to do all the stuff in the ring, but they also need like personality yeah, yeah, to be able to be on the mic. And it's 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 actually, like I said, I don't watch wrestling, but I'm fascinated by it because it's it's a, I don't know, it's been around for so long and it's so popular, and I don't think anyone thinks it's real. Like yeah. people are aware it's not real. They just they suspend their belief and just exactly. dive yeah, into yeah. it. And I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like you know, like watching you know a TV show in a way you know like. Um, if you watch the show, you're like, okay, like this is a TV show and it's not real, mm-hmm. but you can get invested in it, you know. Uh, yeah. Like you, you, you know, watch Game of Thrones. Thrones. Dragons aren't real. The show isn't real, <laughs> but I'm invested in every plot line, which I guess could be like, uh, you know, could be like wrestling. You know, you, you, I was when I first started watching it, you know, I was I was hung up on the the fact that this isn't real. And, but then after I watched, I haven't watched so much of it, but after I watched it like the second or third time, you know, that kind of takes a back seat because you're like, okay, this is, you know, entertainment, mm-hmm. not a sport. Right. So I guess from that aspect, 
we might, you know, have a verdict here on some of the score. <laughs> a one, a very rare not, I know, a very, a very, uh, a come to an agreement in the... <laughs> A lot of the uh, wrestlers are actually former pro athletes, too. There are okay, a lot yeah. of NFL mm. football players who become wrestlers. The Rock. The Rock played yeah, college he played, football. The, he played at the University of Miami, yeah. yeah. Um, there's some other ones. There's, um, uh, I know Shaq. <laughs> I don't know if guests were athletes said Shaq. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you've seen yeah. the LeVar Ball uh, right. on uh, throw wrestling. That was one of my favorite things. Of course, we got the tr- Trump pro wrestling. Oh, Trump pro wrestling. <laughs> we have presidents wrestling, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. So, transition. Transition. Smooth. So, Clint, we have a, uh, for a couple weeks, we've had a, uh, a weekly animal battle mm-hmm. where we, you know, there's, a, you know, two animals, you know, fictitious situation. Right. We have to we, battle. We do not condone animal violence. Uh, actually, actually, 10% not. of the profits from all animal battle episodes will be donated to animal protection agencies, just to prove <laughs> we're real. <laughs> so, um, our, this is, you know, very, very debatable. We got a cat, a house cat. House cat. What's the size of that? What's the size of the cat? Uh, I guess my house cat's coming in about... 10 inches tall, maybe foot to 16 inches long, and about 16 pounds. Vicious <laughs> claws. Oh, vicious. Leaping ability right, before well. she got arthritis. <laughs> it, it was, she's dangerous. And then we got Emperor Penguin. Standard size. Standard size. Don't know how tall it is, but. I, I probably like two and a half, three feet. Two and a half, three feet. I would guess maybe 40 pounds you'll get out of Emperor Penguin. All right. So, Sam, give, give us your take on the battle. We'll go to Clint. I'll give my take. Wrap it up. All right, <laughs> I I'm starting out things strong. I have to roll with the house cat in this one. You you know me. I I like the claws in these kind of things. I like the the highest. I guess we'll call it the attack power of these animals <laughs> with with the claws. As you know, you see my cat. My cat's attacked you. Like it has attacked me. You yeah. you jump out of the way and you're a hundred eighty pound human. That's true. I think I think your your house cat comes down flying at that penguin. Okay. Um, with the claws blazing, it's it's gonna get in a few scratches, maybe a couple bites, and I think obviously the cat has got that quickness and agility that that penguin simply cannot match. All right. What say you, Clint? Yeah. I mean, that sounds good to me. I don't know that much about emperor penguins. I mean, as far as a weapon goes, they have a beak. Uh, I've seen a video online where two penguins were fighting over two male penguins were fighting over a female. <laughs> And it was like uh, the one that lost was a bloody mess at the end, like uh, all all slashed up and bleeding. And like uh, the guy, I think it was okay. This is what I remember. This might be totally wrong. Maybe I'm trying to dramatize it, but it was like <laughs> penguins. Penguins couple like they have like mm-hmm. long term relationships. Mm-hmm. And this dude came in and just beat the crap out of the other penguin and ran him <laughs> off and took his lady. Oh, no. And uh, the guy was leaving and he was like super sad and very bloody. Um, but the thing is. I don't think they're quick enough to handle a cat. And that's that's what's kind of interesting about cats too is like they're my cat is very docile. Uh but you know, he could probably beat me up. I mean, claws <laughs> are really terrifying. And if you've ever seen like a a large dog try and attack a cat and just get completely destroyed, I think they're they're actually pretty tough. So, I'm going to go with house go cat. With the cat. All right. Well, I'm going to stand up for the penguin here. See, I have one word, reach. I think the Emperor Penguin has the reach. In a boxing match, they talk about heavyweight, they talk about lightweight. 
boxers, if they ever came together, it's the Reach that would win. Heavyweight boxers have the Reach. I think Emperor Penguin, they have the Reach. That's a big beak they have. What's that? Six and a half inches I have over here. Uh, you know, I, I'm seeing I'm seeing five and a half. Don't punch those numbers. <laughs> it's bigger. Okay, the beak's bigger. Five and a half inches. It's smaller than six and a half. Although I said, I said four and a half. You said six. I said six. Yeah, it's a big beak. <laughs> That's a big beak. But you know, the cat. Okay, so if it's lunging at it with that beak, yeah. If it gets that cat once, that cat, that cat could be in serious trouble. I see. I'm not. I'm not a believer in in these one hit KOs. You're trying to throw at me every week. I'm talking, well, one hit one injuries. Hit, it's done. It's injuries. Done. I'm talking injuries. These cats. The adrenaline will be flowing. All it's right. Gonna fight what happens if? That arm gets caught in Emperor Penguin's beak. Broken arm. What? I don't know. They don't. I don't. They don't have teeth, do they? No, but they could. You know, clamp down, wiggle around, break it. <laughs> Clint, wiggle. does an Emperor Penguin bite break a cat's arm slash leg? I think it is. It like a. Okay, I don't think it would break it like a crocodile bite, okay. but it could like uh, use leverage like a jujitsu arm bar. That's, not, that's what I mean. And dislocate the cat's arm. But the thing is. Cats are so quick that while he's trying to bite down, the cat's got another arm to come right. in there. It's it's swiping. And I think he could force him to let go. Right. Especially at the beak, it's swiping right for the eyes, the face. It's it's those sweet spots that the penguin does not want to take damage. You know what penguin have a lot of? To ha- in the Arctic, it's cold. To be insulated from the cold, you need blubber. Good take. <laughs> I did sure, my... but I mean, there's there's no blubber on the eyes. That's I true. Think, uh, That's true. Sam is right about that. I think the penguin would be half blind in seconds. Okay. <laughs> But if okay, so the eyes are the vulnerable part of this penguin. Uh huh. Yeah. If you go for the body, I don't think that does much damage on him. With the claws on the blubber, you know that's gonna yeah. hurt. It's mm-hmm. gonna hurt. I don't think, you know, I'd still go for that one hit. That one hit the penguin's gonna give, you know, if it takes out one eye, but that cat can't move because it has a broken, you know, arm slash leg. I guess the leg, right? I guess, it has yeah, four, legs. Four, four legs. Four, four legs. legs. Four legs. <laughs> <laughs> I think either way they both feel the long term effects and uh, okay. there's no real winner here over time mm-hmm. but I think short term I'm going with the cat still cat alright it's gotta be the cat split a one two to one brutal that's that's yeah that's a great thing having the guest we can actually break the break the, ties the gridlock that exists on the show <laughs> if you guys want to weigh in uh, hit us up on uh, alright we never with, hit him with those hit us, yeah, hit us you the weigh, in the middle weigh in for us Obviously, like, subscribe, comment on iTunes. Um, you can email us at SettleTheScorePod. Um, tweet us at SettleScorePod. Or find us on Facebook, SettleTheScore. And tell us what you think about these animal battles. Yeah, tell us who you guys think would win. Right. Who do you got next? Yeah, uh, if you got any animals of your own you want to send in, let us know. We'll duke it out right here on the pod. Alright. We're back with Clint here. Back with Clint. And, uh... What's our next topic we got here? Final so. topic. We're talking about train etiquette. Okay. So the other day, you and me were cruising on the train. Um, it's us and one more friend. Okay. Now, this is where the train etiquette really comes into play. We won't all sit together. It's, say, two of us on one. It's two rows of two. Two of us on one side, and then a two-seater on the other with one person. Can the other person block the window seat and... It, effectively eliminate that seat from people's thought process and contention is that right just i clint what do you what do you take what's your take on this <laughs> you're, you're just well, hey, too, full, too flustered i'm too flustered 
Full disclosure, uh, we don't really have a train system here, so I don't ride the train often. I mean, I have ridden a train okay. in other cities, so I feel like I am qualified to weigh in somewhat. <laughs> so, But just to clarify, you're saying that your friend would take the aisle seat, keeping the window seat from being filled. Yes. Okay. How full is this train? Um, it starts off not that full, but as the stops okay. go along, it's getting up there. We'll say that's one of the last three or four seats on the car. Okay, I would say that uh, your friend is perfectly within their rights to block the seat, but if that becomes the last seat and someone needs to sit down, then he's got to give it up. I mean, it's like uh, it's 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 pretty pretty unacceptable to keep someone from sitting just uh, yeah. because of that. I would, <laughs> uh, I, I would, I would. Is I that would what agree. happened? That uh, no, we it didn't it didn't come to that. Thankfully, thankfully, okay. we we didn't have to burn that bridge, but. Uh, and I would agree with that. One of the other um, scenarios, um, which has been torturing me for months and months, is the uh, the bag next to you. You know, I, mm. I travel from home to school, and I take a train, so I have a bag with me. So I put that next to me on the seat. And mm-hmm. many people do that. So I'm always the one. I don't want the person to come and, do, and uh, try to sit next to me. I want that, you know, that solo trip. I don't want, you know strangers all over me eating turkey sandwiches on me so i have the bag next to me i mean obviously if someone wants to sit there i'll begrudgingly give it up but that's that's one of my strategies to avoid uh strangers sitting next to me sitting next to me on trains (laughs) see that's this is where i'm gonna have to you guys are zigging a little bit it's time for me to zag oh i i'm i guess i'm the resident commuter here on this pod, I'm, I'm headed in on the train two, three days a week. Okay. Um, I'm all for the open trains. Because I see people laying down these tactics all the time, and it's infuriating. Yeah, I'm, I'm a scheme. Like, I'm just trying to sit on the train, Okay. pop in a nice, what you gonna do podcast on my way to work, <laughs> and, <laughs> and enjoy my ride. And instead, I'm stuck walking through, like, four train cars because no one's willing to move out of the way so I can just sit next to them. Like, you know, I, I look like a good guy, right? right? <laughs> I'm, I look like someone you could sit next to on a train. There are, yeah. I mean, there are people, you know, you know, if there's a girl coming, maybe I'll be like, oh, hey, bag. Right. There's the floor. But usually, you know, I, I'm a big fan of just, you know, the solo ride. I want people, you know... Eating sandwiches on me, you know. No one's, no one's. I don't know. From my experience, no one's, no one's really dumping sandwich all over me on the train. Like I say, sit where you want, sit where you can. Trains are for the public, and I think we should share. Clint, would you put a bag next to you on a train? Yeah, I would. Uh, like I said before, unless the the, the car is totally unless full. unless someone needs a seat, right? Yeah, yeah. If someone comes up and needs to sit exactly. down, or if I look up and see someone like looking yeah, for yeah, a seat, yeah. I'll then, say, oh, then here you, you go. Do it. Move the bag. I think it's totally acceptable to put the bag there, though, exactly. just to defer someone who's like too lazy to look for another seat. Because exactly. if there's other options, go find somewhere else. And I saw there was a, a man on the train who was. Uh, this is a reason I don't want to sit. You know, if I have to, I will. But if I don't have to, I don't want to. There was a man. Uh, there he had a, a you know full of watermelon, right? Mm-hmm. So he took the thing off. He was drinking the watermelon juice out of the canteen full of watermelon. This is this is the kind of person you know. I want to have all my you know all my clothes you know you know all my stuff for the day. I don't want him getting watermelon all over me. I saw another guy 
he was, um, you know, he had a, a Colt 45. <laughs> he was rolling his own cigarettes, you know, on the, on the, uh, on the train. You know, some of these people, you know, I don't want near my valuables because of their messiness. I guess, I guess that's, that's fair. I guess that's fair. You know, I don't know. That's why I tried. I, I just, you know, trains are for all. That, that's going to be my stance. Like, because it was also very frustrating. Their subways, when you get someone sleeping on the sub, like this happens in Chicago all the time. There'd be people, because it gets really cold and then like homeless people sleep on the subways okay. and then they take up like eight seats and I'm just like, you know, which it's, you know, they're kind of I down guess on their luck. If, I, if of, I'm homeless, I do the same thing. Yeah, that's, that I get. <laughs> but, you know, I've seen, like, just normal people, too, though, just laying really? down on, like, the be- like the three-seat benches. Yeah. And well, that's just, like, taking up space. That's and, like, unacceptable. You can't do that. You can't do that, man. Uh, not good. Not good. <laughs> All right. Well, before, before we leave, what is the Hulk Hogan movie? Our, me, us and our listeners need what's, to say. Yeah, what's, 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 the, what's the next pod coming out going to be? <laughs> well, okay, we're still working on No Holds Barred. Uh, okay. We've not sufficiently covered it yet. Have you guys heard of No Holds Barred? I've not. I Okay, it I was know. Hogan's first starring role, and it's uh, it's probably the most fun bad movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's really fun. It's so ridiculous. Um, so what we've been doing is going scene by scene through it, presenting some alternate theories, uh, we've had a couple of guests on to talk about it. We recently, uh, our next episode is going to have this guy named Stephen Perlstein, who is actually the owner of a podcast network called Boardwalk Audio. And uh, he's got this show called You Should Love Wrestling. And it's where his friends try and convince him to love wrestling, but he hates it. <laughs> and so uh, we've had him on recently. I think the next two episodes are going to be an interview with him. Then we're going to go back and continue with No Holds Barred. Shortly thereafter, though, we're getting close to the end, and then we're going to move on to Suburban Commando. Okay. Um, one thing that people might enjoy is, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan's acting debut was in Rocky Three. Yes. Right, and so, right. yes. so we talked about that, and then we said, well, we can't present this to the world without providing proper context for this character. So we spent nine episodes on the Rocky movies, <laughs> uh, going going character by character through there and exploring that universe, which was a lot of fun. But, yeah, if you're looking for a Hulk Hogan movie to watch, the answer is undoubtedly No Holds Barred. Okay. Nice, nice. Off the take of a look, that'll be my, of my Hulk Hogan experience. My one experience, my main experience with him, I, I was in, like, fourth grade. He was the host at the Pokemon 10th Anniversary Festival in New York City. I remember Whoa. him going up there. He's like, "I'm a Pikachu." <laughs> <laughs> so like, you were in a room with Hulk Hogan. I was in a park. In a park. I was probably a couple okay, hundred okay. feet away. Uh, that's that's was... closer than I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> it was magical. It was magical. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, coming on, Clint. Yeah, I love to have oh, you. Man. Appreciate. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate no it. No problem. And uh, I'm Tommy. I'm Sam. And this, this is, is settle, settle the, the score. score. <laughs>